0: Okay, Top Tribe, every Monday I give one of you 100 bucks to invest in your idea and get to the top. To enter for your chance to win 100 bucks, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes right now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. This week's winner was Matt Wolf in Chicago at the DDB Agency. Coming up tomorrow morning, you guys are going to hear from David Abrams and how he did 35 grand in October and is building his business to sell it. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. You're gonna love my guest today. His name is Amal Sarva, and he is the founder of Notable HQ, which which helps you cancel more meetings, eliminate reply-alls, be more efficient. He's an investor, a philosopher, he's been with Virgin Mobile and has a great story. Amal, are you ready to take us to the top? (laughs) Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do this. First things first, you have done so much. Is there anything I left out of your bio that you think is really critical for the Top Tribe to know?
1: Oh, man, it's it's a lengthy bio because I've started a lot of companies on a lot of different <laughs> topics over the years, a bunch of them involved. How, how many?
0: How many total?
1: Really a lot. I mean, I'm involved in, right now, I'm an investor in more than 40 companies, and uh, I'm really close and active in, in five companies that we're building. The one I run is called Notable, and we're launching this new one called the Notel, which is a hosted workspace um, around New York and then around the U.S.,
0: Okay, great. So what, you know, what the top tribe loves focusing in on typically are, you know, again, the top entrepreneurs in their specific space. So which space of all the things you're doing, whether it's, you know, you know, the the thing you just mentioned or investing in 40 companies, where do you feel like you're really just dominating? You have something unique that that other people are not doing?
1: Well, the big thing we've been pushing the last uh, six weeks, I mean, I've spent the last two years building Notable, which is an app for teamwork. And we just launched it. And it's doing amazing. It's really amazing. And I think we came up with something really fresh and new about how to get it in front of people and get people to start using it. Notable is, uh, it's like a, it's just a next generation note taking platform K N O T A B L E. I mean, it's a very simple idea that you might want to take notes and share them. And so we rebuilt note-taking from scratch to be fundamentally collaborative and more teamwork-oriented, at the same time being much simpler than these really complex things with zillions of buttons and stuff.
0: And you said it's doing really well at launch. What does that mean? What's really quantified that for us? Yeah,
1: I mean, the cool thing is that, uh, well, you know, I don't think anyone's really, like, shopping for a brand new way to take notes. I think everyone's got something they do, and it sort of works okay. And so we were thinking about how we... The thing that we hit on that's really been working well is just cleverly using the app stores, the different app stores that exist. And so we've only launched one thing. We launched one thing. It's called Notes for Chrome. It's for the Chrome browser, K-N-O-T-E-S. And we stuck it in the Chrome browser, and we started trial ballooning it with a few friends and then testing out the different little mechanisms for launching apps. An actual app is far easier to market than a web service or some kind of subscription or some other kind of abstract idea. People discover it in the stores, and they start downloading it. And they start people see it on, on you know somebody else's laptop, and they think about getting it. And then there's a lot more opportunities to actually talk it up and link to it. So Lifehacker just covered us, and we got like 5,000 downloads in a couple of weeks. So, okay, so let's let's
0: do- d- let's dive into that for a second. How did the life hacker how would the life hacker feature how that happen? Was that you did you network with somebody and get the article placed? How'd that work?
1: You know, I just wrote a post on Medium about this yesterday. And so whoever's listening can follow up in, in the nuts and bolts grainy detail of it all, but like the biggest you put it in the Chrome store, uh, there was a tech crunch it. And then finally, a few months after that, uh, Lifehacker uh, wrote a post about it. The deputy editor had heard about it from me mentioning it to him just on Twitter. I'd probably just pinged 20 or 30 different writers that I thought were interested in productivity over the course of a couple of months as we were refining the beta. And then one Monday morning, there was just a post-up. And Lifehacker got uh, quite a lot of uh, interested readers who were actually looking for productivity hacks and tools that, that are exactly what Notable is all about. So it was really productive for us.
0: Well, we, okay, so there was a little bit of intentionality there, and, you know, we've had folks back in episode number 50, like Sujin Patel, who, who you know, mastered the art of getting featured in Forbes, Inc. Entrepreneur, and others, and he used that really to build his startup. So, when you when you got that feature in Lifehacker, it drove n- your, your Chrome, you're talking about the Chrome extension download. That's where it was driving traffic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean,
1: the whole science of getting featured, right, it's like, this guy from Lifehacker, there's like a zillion apps he could be writing about, and there's a certain amount of credibility and usefulness he has to know about before for sure. And it helps a lot if there's been a few other posts and things here and there beforehand. Even though the other things are smaller in terms of their impact, they're part of the journey to getting the broader coverage. And after, like, you know, this post from this guy, there's going to be a lot more posts from other productivity bloggers and, you know, marketplaces and stuff like that. And even further to that, Uh, we will take it to the the fortunes and the inks and so forth and start talking about this phenomenal new thing that people are starting to use. I mean, there's a story that journalists rely on that happens in the media itself, and you have to engineer it uh, if you're thoughtful. So yeah, we were being intentional in in the steps we were taking.
0: So you just recently launched it. What was launch date, again, of Notable?
1: Uh, So the Notes uh, Chrome extension, about 90 days ago. So let's see, it's October. So it was like uh,
0: July something. Okay, and how many total free users do you have now? Uh, 15,000. 15,000. And is there a paid plan you're trying to get them to upgrade to, or are you no, only focused on YouTube? I mean, the
1: thing that we launched is just a little toy, right? Like it was a, t- it was a trial balloon to see if we could do it. An extension for Chrome, you know, there are not too many businesses where that's like the center of what they do. And the product that we have is a really broad-ranging product. It's going to, there are big pieces of it on iPhone and on Android and in the actual web and email integrations and Gmail and Dropbox and tons of other stuff that we've been building. So the first little piece that we teased out there to users is just a test of our little launch mechanism. Um, But as people start using it and putting notes in it and collaborating on it, it'll be a platform that people are working on. And it'll look a lot like other productivity or enterprise kind of teamwork software over time in terms of the way the business works. But for now, I think our idea is just to get people going, see if it works well for them, uh, get their engagement uh, high. So they're writing lots of notes and working with other people on it, uh, starting to download the other apps and things as those are ready and they get launched. And um, once there's a lot of activity, then we'll figure out exactly which direction we want to take. I think there are some new ideas in how things get monetized these so- days.
0: So, Mal, real quick, a lot of the top tribe, when they're thinking about new ideas to build, they're always trying to figure well, how do I have the money to fund it? You know, how do I get the developers to build it, even if it is a simple Chrome extension? So, if this is a free plan, you haven't, like, pre-sold anything, I mean, how did you, you know, how how much have you invested in it so far in terms of team salaries, in terms of, you know, tools and things like that? How would you get it built?
1: Well, I mean, we're a venture-backed company. We didn't raise a super huge amount of money when we started. Um, we raised based on idea for a thing we wanted to do and the people that were around the idea. Uh, but we only raised a million dollars, which, um, you know, I mean if you haven't raised anybody, then the million might feel like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not a ton. Um, and we built in a super duper efficient way. A super efficient way. And I actually wrote a whole ebook about it. It's called Ship While You Sleep. And you can get it. That's a free ebook you can go find um, if you type in ship while you sleep. And it talks about how to build uh, a really flexible and low cost developer network to ship product with as much maximum leverage for founders. I mean, the really scarce resource is actually not the money to pay developers. The really scarce resource is your personal time as a founder, uh, because you can easily soak it up in in lots of little minutia and and fail to ship. The goal is to ship and, and to get product out there.
0: So, Amal, what, uh, t- 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 tell me about, tell me about the, the million that you raised. So, so did you do that on a convertible note or did you sell equity? And how did you find those investors? Uh,
1: yeah, we did it as a note. And um, the investors are, I guess, startup angels and uh, seed investors around New York. Uh, the folks who are investors in notable um, include uh, Bloomberg Beta, which is their venture fund for Bloomberg, uh, 500 startups. Uh, And a few angels in New York who are are well-known folks. I know them just because I've started a bunch of companies and built a lot of businesses over the years. And when we thought about what we wanted to do here, um, I showed it to some of the folks that I thought might be interested, Prana Facia, as opposed to like shopping to 50 guys and trying to scrape up a few bucks.
0: So, I mean, how did you convince, I mean, some people might be listening going, oh my gosh, Nathan, how did they, ask him, ask, ask him all how on earth he raised a million bucks for a note-taking tool, which should be like free. So, I mean, how did, when you, when you talk to these investors, I mean, are they betting on, I mean, obviously they're betting on, they have to be betting on you to some degree, especially if there's no plan to charge for the tool, correct?
1: Yeah, they are. Um, They're betting on like a big and important market category, right? I mean, they're betting on um, productivity software. They're betting on an area that, um, you know, Microsoft has a $300 billion business in around the office, and it's in the process of being reinvented. Um, so that's the market space. And, and you yeah, know, I mean, you know, betting on me and my co-founder, like guy named Edward who built a bunch of companies and, and know how to do some things. And uh, the bet is a, a, a thoughtful bet on a on a market that's large. And if we get to the first few levels of traction, then we'll go raise more money to 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 really like build the go-to-market and the the scaling dimensions.
0: So just real quick, before I switch over to the stuff you're doing in the investing world with your 40 companies, um, how many team members are notable?
1: Uh, We have an unusual team structure. uh, That's what that ship while you sleep book thing is about, but there are 50 people working on the project uh, at different levels.
0: Five zero or one
1: five? In New York. And about forty-five of them are floating around in different places, There's iPhone developers, and Android developers, Chrome, Web App, DevOps, so a bunch of
0: different roles. Uh, maybe like fifteen to twenty of them are completely full-time, and another twenty of them are are mixed in, in the amount of time they're spending. So Amal, I can't help I mean, so you, you've raised a million, it's a free product, and you have you have fifteen to twenty full time employees and then another thirty who are part time. I I mean, if you have 20 full-time employees, and let's say on average you're paying them, you know, 60 grand a year or 5k a month, does that mean? I mean, does that mean you're spending about 100k per month and just burn at a minimum?
1: No, much less. Um, yeah, about two-thirds less than that. I mean, this is the the great secret of the ship while you sleep book, uh, and it's totally contrarian to the way a lot of people build their companies. Uh, so it's I think it's important to explore ways to find talent wherever it is uh, and take the benefit of folks who will have more flexible schedules maybe work fewer hours so you don't have to buy them for full time oh you so these are people are these people
0: these 20 people are not full-time then
1: um, but they don't earn the 60 grand that you were speculating there is a wide range of compensation levels for folks
0: okay so these are these people overseas then they're they're obviously oh, not in sure. the us oh forgot sure, okay, got yeah. it we have people in 12 different time zones got it okay good 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 that's that's more helpful so you may have these are not like these are not like 20 people in new york developers that you're paying like market rate which would be super expensive yeah exactly Yeah. yeah. okay top tribe don't forget for your chance to win a hundred dollars right here on the podcast every monday you simply have to subscribe to the show on itunes Do that now and then text me that you've done that to 703-431-2709. Again, subscribe on iTunes now, then text me that you've done it at 703-431-2709. Got it. Okay, very cool. Well, hey, I want to read that book. Top Tribe, you should check it out too. We'll link to it in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 104. Again, nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 104. Um, Amal, let's quickly shift shift to investing before I get into my favorite part of the show. So you're an investor in 40 companies. A- about how much have you invested in startups over the past, two, uh, let's call it 10 years? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe around a million, million and a half. Okay, so and how are you typically doing that? Are you using Angelist or are you investing in people you know? How's that work?
1: Not very much through Angelist. I would like to do that more direct introductions to.
0: Okay, direct introductions to them. Okay, cool. And are you doing any I mean are you strategically making these investments based off the like is it trying to try and align them with notable? Like are these products that are also in the productivity space? Or no. you just do it based off Okay, got it. No, no, no. Yeah, no,
1: it's the it's the it's the community of founders that are around um, I guess the you know, my community in New York, and it's really Got widely varied. Uh, you can see the companies at sarva.co, sarva.co, and the uh, there isn't like a thematic link across them. Essentially, it's like very high quality people that I have some direct link to where they come and say hello to me and say, Hey, here's what I'm working on. If I think it's a big and exciting market, then uh, then I do it.
0: And you're putting about again putting in 1.5 million to about 40 companies. You're investing about 37 grand into each. If someone from the top tribe is listening and they're going, Nathan, I'm I'm like have my startup idea. I'm I'm I need someone like a mall. I just I, I need to get in touch with somebody like a mall and convince them to invest 37 grand in my company. What would you tell them? What, how would you tell them to approach that conversation with you? That's not. Uh... They shouldn't contact me. <laughs> no, no, Amal. This isn't a direct question. This is hypo- This is th- maybe not you directly, but there are people listening. Going, I need to raise from one angel, and I need about thirty-five k. It's probably not you, but tell me yeah. the story since you've done it. What should they approach you like? How yeah, should they approach yeah, you?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the way that somebody should raise money. You should raise uh, one to two years of financing, uh, not a certain dollar amount, that one to two years should be enough to achieve something really meaningful. Meaningful means enough to go raise a Series A, where a Series A is something that's hard to do. You'd have to have accomplished something really real. Uh, What it implies is one to two years and achieving that meaningful end end result um, gives you one or two shots at doing it. So it's even if you think you could accomplish that amazing end result in nine months, you need to raise double that amount of time's worth. And that'll end up being five hundred thousand or a million dollars, something like that. At least uh, it'll be whoever it's from, whether it's dancing. Um, if you have a fund there, they might put in two hundred and fifty or five hundred, but you'll still end up with a bunch of other names involved. So it's going to be a club or a team of people who are backing you, not one person. And uh, all those people are going to slowly sort of take shape together. There won't be like one, and the next, and the next, all following. The lead of one of them, and um, the way to get to these people is to already know them. And if you don't already know them, then you you should already know someone who knows them. And it's a painful, annoying reverse induction process. But you need to become well known to folks, and you need to establish trust with folks. And have that trust before you need it. So if you already need it, that sucks because you're going to have to spend quite some time investing in developing trust and, and people's knowledge of you. That's why often I, the best advice I have for folks who are just getting started who really want to start a company is don't start a company. Go work at a startup. Go work at a startup that's funded by somebody real, that's run by founders who are real. And the experience and exposure you get will be the table setting. That'll be the table setting for when you want to do it yourself.
0: I think that's a really, really important lesson there, Amal. So thanks for sharing that. Okay, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. But before we do that, Amal, if people want to follow you or connect with you online, where can they do that?
1: Uh, Yeah, you just type in my name, A-M-O-L. That's my Twitter handle, or you'll find me on the web that way, too. And feel free to email me or tweet at me or whatever.
0: Okay, great. Now, Amal, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. Do you know what's next? No. Come on, dude, you got to know this kind of thing. It's time for the It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right, number one, favorite business book. Uh, oh, yeah, well, this is a good one. It's by uh, by Heifetz and it's
1: called Leadership on the Line. He's this Kennedy School professor and the book is about surviving.
0: Huh, I've never heard of that. Well, again, we'll link to that in the show notes at NathanLacca.com forward slash the top 104. Amal, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? um yeah uh, i don't know i mean i like warren buffett warren <laughs> you did not want to say it because it feels too cliche okay very good number Making three Amal. Five yeah, yeah yep totally no it's a great a great guy to follow snowball his biography is a really good read totally. number th- number three amal um it besides notable is there a favorite online tool you have that you use every day um yeah for sure i mean we
1: love trello in our work trello github and um notable are the three core things that we use to run our business with all these people and all these time zones blah 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 so if you're using those then you're doing something right
0: okay number four uh yes or no do you get eight hours of sleep every night yeah i do wow impressive okay great number five Uh, Amal. how, how old are you right now 37. Okay. Take us take us back. I know it's like an oddball, but here's why. Take us back 17 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew or for the 20-year-olds listening right now, what, what should they know? What would you tell them?
1: Uh, it's worth trying stuff. Uh, sometimes credentials are a little overrated. If you read my whole bio, you'll see like way too many credentials. I probably should have done more stuff
0: there you go guys get going build your credentials and take off amal again from from starting off you know a successful notable launch investing over 1.5 million dollars across 40 companies and again building notable to the point where you can go out and do a super successful series a i wish you the best and thank you so much for taking us to the top this is awesome thanks you bet take care Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you go listen to other episodes, subscribe to the show on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks next Monday. This week's winner was Matt Wolf from DDB Agency in Chicago. If you liked this episode, go listen to yesterday's show where I had Dean Levitt, the CEO of Mad Mimi, come on and break down how he did 500k per month in revenue and sold his business to GoDaddy.